Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. So let's see how many questions we can answer this evening and let's see how many people we can help out. Right, um, Samantha, you are next up on the list. How can I help? Hi, thank you. Um, so I have been in and out of court with my child's father for a good few years now. Yeah. Uh, just contact failing. Um, the, the child lives with me. Yeah. Um, admittedly, last year I was in a really bad domestic abusive relationship um, and my child got hit. And the day he got hit was the day that my ex got arrested and was convicted. Um so yes, admittedly, he did get hurt the once. Um, and since then, um, CAFCAS have been in, like social have been and gone, they've done their reports, everything's fine there. Um, CAFCAS have been involved, they've done their Section 7 report. Yeah. Uh, which I did talk to you about because I was asking if I could kind of contest it or what do I do? Yeah. Um, whilst, whilst keeping my composure, you know, because I'm just furious at what was written. Yeah. Um, because it only seems to be like liaising with with his father and taking his word as gospel yeah um and i do understand and appreciate that there will be cases where like the other parent doesn't really um you know agree with everything that's being written but when it's factually incorrect yeah it's it's so annoying um so i had a hearing today and um they basically said if dad doesn't continue if dad continues to get disruptive contact then the child will be removed into dad's like custody but the reason for the disruptive contact is because of him but because the 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 kafkas advisor is taking his word for what's being said like for what's happening during the handover it's all being put on me and this risk assessment that she's done she's applied for a 16.4 does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, she's applied for that. Um, she's basically the whole letter is, or the whole risk assessment is slaughtering me, um, saying that I'm not capable, saying that she has no, um, uh, no, I can't even remember the words she used. But I'm like literally, my head is in the clouds right now with just worry of what. What do I do about this? Because it's well, all, you have to. Yeah, so you have to defend it, Samantha. You, you'll you be given permission by the court to make a statement and it all must go in your statement. I mean, don't right. don't go on and on. Um, and I'm not saying that you would for a second, but I, I say this because there's, you know, there's other people listening who might get something out of this. But really keep it to the point. So CAFCAS will have written their recommendations or their Section 7 in paragraphs. You address each paragraph with a paragraph, okay? So, I've done that. Okay, well, you... I've sent it to the manager. Yeah, and have you had a court hit? No, no, no. I mean, I'm on about making the statement for court. So be- right, yeah, yeah, I did. I did send one, but he said he'd, he hasn't really got time to look at it because it was quite long, so I need to... Yeah, you, you, need, you, need, to, you need to cut that down and send that into yeah. the court, and you need to be directly correlating 
Kafkas's paragraphs that are inaccurate with your paragraphs in your statement, just to make it easy for the court to read and understand, that's all. They, they, they really don't have time. Obviously, they are busy. Um, so you, you want to make it as easy as possible for them um, to be able to understand what your position is. Okay. All right. Um, yes. Uh, so I, okay, so I can kind of absolutely. I mean, look, you know, yeah, absolutely, Sam, because Kafkas are there to give what we call an independent, impartial view, shall we say? Um, but if it's if not, there's if it, well, if the stuff in there that's factually incorrect, then you you can bring that to the court's attention. Don't ever say that they're wrong because you don't want to be making enemies within the courts, you know what I mean? So don't say that, even though you think that they are. What you want to be doing is saying that it's factually incorrect and then giving examples as to how it's factually incorrect. And then yeah, you've just got, got to argue as strongly as you can. I've got lots of evidence like from the school because um, she spoke to the school at one point to get like the one of the paragraphs, one of the sections was to be from the school. And um, what she's put, like what she said that the school has said, I've got emails from the school saying, this is not us, this is not what we said. Yeah. And this is not about your child. Like we know your child like more than so attach know, as much that, as you do. Attach that, Sam, then those emails, attach them as exhibits to your statement. All right? You know, I've, I've attached that. Sorry, I, will, I know I'm going on. I've attached that to uh, email to her manager and I still haven't got anywhere. But I'm not talking. No, no, but you're not. You shouldn't be sending it to Kafkas. You should be sending it to the court. Kafkas have made their section seven now. Their job is done. Okay. If you're writing stuff into the manager, well, that's not going to affect the the Kafkas report. That report's done. They're moved on to the next family. You need to be addressing it with the court, not the manager. What you're trying to do is get her to redo the section seven or amend it. That's probably not going to happen. All right, so focus on sending a real good statement to court, not her manager. Right, so I'm trying to chase the wrong person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You, okay. if, if you want to raise a complaint with the manager, that's a different story, then do that. But don't send in your statement to the manager. They, they won't read that. That's got nothing to do with them. Right, even though their workers are factually incorrect. Yeah, yeah, because that your statement comes across as a mother who just disagrees with Kafkas's opinion. Yeah, that's basically what they said. Yeah, to me. yeah. So you've just got to send yeah. it to the court. You just sent it to the wrong person. That's all. Okay. And all this right. Is okay. Like they're going to listen to me. Well, yeah, because you're there before them. So yes, they will listen. I'm not saying that they'll believe or that they'll follow what you're wanting, but yeah. they'll certainly listen. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Nikki, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Yeah, hi. I'm my kid's dad, yeah. He's trying, he keeps threatening me about taking the kids off me. Yeah. And I never ever stop him from seeing the children. Yeah. And there's something that I can put in place. He sees them whenever he wants. Yeah. Is I can put in place where he stops threatening me about taking them off me. There's nothing you can put in place to stop him threatening you. Um, if yeah. you know, if he wants to, you know, he can say what what he wishes. If he's harassing you, you can get um, an harassment notice. If you mm-hmm. think that he's going to take the children off you, and that threat is real, you can get what we call a prohibited steps order. Um, but you can't get anything that sort of stops him from making those threats to take you to court, because that's. I suppose that's almost freedom of speech really but if it's harassment yeah. nikki or if it's you it's know like, 
it's like he's like saying that if I hurt my children or something, I'm, I, I don't hurt my children. Yeah. It's just that I never stop him from seeing them or, or anything. He chooses when he wants to see them. Yes. He goes months and weeks without seeing them as well. Yeah, right, okay. That's not great for the kids really, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's mm. not. But if you, if you think the threat is real, and, and it doesn't sound to me as if it is real, Nikki, if he's going months without seeing them, um, then all you can do is just ignore what he's saying. It doesn't seem as if he's going to snatch them. But if you think that he is, then you can get a privileged steps order. Oh, OK. All right. Is it? Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Have you got another question, Nikki? It's fine. You can ask me another question. Yeah, I was going to say if, like, if you can do like a contact scene or something like that because it's always something when I hand it over it's always something going wrong with I'm going for between me and him okay then I would take yourself out of the handover if, yeah. if if that if that's being made difficult or you're made to feel awkward take yourself away from that and how you do that is you can either ask somebody else to step in and help you so that they can do the handover or somebody's there with you oh okay all right yeah okay all right thanks Nikki Bye. Uh, thank you. Hi, Emmy. What's your question? We spoke before, um, so I've got my case coming up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit anxious because it's um, it's in front of a high court now, a high court judge this time. Right. Is it children uh, or finance? Children. Children. Okay. Yeah. So I think the last time you said to me, I, I told you that the mother's always lying. Uh, and the courts are aware of that. You said to me that I should mention to every opportunity yeah. how much she lies or misleads. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to come across as, I don't know what word to use, as as a type of person to just mention that first thing for the judge to get the wrong impression of me. But in my opening, because I'll be repping myself, start representing myself this time, should I just put that in my opening? that you know, the court should be aware that she's misled the court and she'll continue to mislead the court. If, uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to be doing a position statement. Absolutely, you will, you will put that in your opening. Yeah, absolutely yeah. you will. Because that's your position. Oh, well, whatever, whatever it is you're opening with, then absolutely yeah. put that in. 100%. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Should I be should I be too concerned? Because, I mean, a lot of people have said, even my last legal team, they said to me... Um, because they were just off record then it's a good thing that it's going in front of a high court because it's more experienced but I just still feel a bit nervous and anxious just because she's not aware of the case where as the last few times it's been the same judge the first thing I would say is don't be nervous or anxious okay it's the high court it will be more formal than your normal yeah. circuit or, or district um, judge that's hearing the matter it will be yeah. more formal but um, don't be nervous at all I find when litigants in person appear before the judge, the judge actually has more sympathy because they appreciate yeah. that you're going to be feeling intimidated and anxious. You're also highly emotional because this is your children. And, and yeah. my, my experience is the more experienced the court are, the judges, the more sort mm -hmm. of empathetic they can be um, with litigants in person. So honestly, don't be, as long as you're prepared, um, yeah. Just speak slowly and clearly when you're addressing the bench. Make mm -hmm. sure that you're very factual. Don't, yeah. you know, go on and on and on and on. There's that that will definitely an annoy any any judge, and I'm sure that you won't do that. Just keep yeah. to the yeah. point. Make it very clear what you're asking for, and that you're there yeah. seeking the court's help. Okay. Yeah. You'll be fine. Okay. 
Also, I wanted to ask, I mean, I mean, I've had this struggle a lot just because of this whole Kafka situation, as the one even one of the previous callers said, but I mean, my barrister was good enough to turn it around because he found out that it was evident that she didn't do her job and she was just lying. But I read something in the news yesterday, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, another incident with, is it Melanie Gill or something like that? Um, and the courts are now, high courts are now, are now considering not using experts, experts' evidences uh, in the court in terms of in regards to children. Is that something that I could like, fight against, especially because it was a Kafka officer that allowed the mother to have contact, as much contact as she has? Or is it too late to argue against that? No, no, no. You, you can certainly raise that with the court tomorrow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, you know, don't introduce too, too much... Um, but yeah. certainly, if, if you think that that's a case that's going to help you, by all means, raise yeah. it. By all means, raise okay. it. All right, cool. Thank all you right. so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Good luck for tomorrow. Bye. High Court representing himself. Wow, hats off to, to that gentleman. Um, but, you know, he, he is the best person for the job because it's his family and it's his children. And I say that because there's lots of you out there that are potentially a little bit nervous about representing yourself. And I say this to everybody, don't be. Honestly, you really can do that. And I really hope that Emmy Wilson comes back and tells us how he got on. Um, but yeah, the, the high court is is as high as, as it gets um, and it will just be very formal, um, that's all. But the law is still the same. Um, and, and sometimes it's hard to not be intimidated. Oh, we've got Sinead, fantastic. Sinead, what's your question? Um, so, sorry, it's a bit, it's a bit grim. Um, I'm in the middle of a custody battle yeah. with my ex-husband, um, receiving support from a domestic abuse charity because yeah. he was um, very controlling, narcissistic, um, trying to uh, isolate me from my family. Yeah, I have got some um, health concerns that are quite worrying. I've got to go for a brain scan soon, um, and obviously when you hear things like that, you worry about what's going to happen with your child. Yeah. Um, if if the results of the brain scan are not good, um, what can I do to protect my daughter in case I'm not here? In, in that, terms of, like, custody. Yeah, so in, in that you wouldn't want her to go to her father. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Kafkas have been involved and they've been out and seen him. Yeah. Um, I've raised... Um, the domestic abuse concerns and um, similar to um, was it Samantha I think um, yeah, she yeah. with Kafkas yeah. um, there were factual inaccuracies which I've, I've raised with her and my solicitor and uh, my solicitor has um, said he's going to cross cross examine her at the um, final hearing yeah. although I don't have a date for that yet because um, the court system is so backed up yeah, it is. Um, so I mean it could be like April time before we actually get a date Yeah. Um, so there are issues there that have been raised with Kafkas, but um, kind of it feels like she's glossed over them. Um, and so she's said that she doesn't have any concerns of why we shouldn't have shared custody. Um, and for me, obviously, that's quite worrying because I have massive concerns. And, yeah. Um, if if things go badly for me, my mm. concern is that it's going to completely isolate her from my family, um, tell her terrible things about me, um, you know, just completely mess her up yeah um and i just wondered if there's anything that can be put in place that will force him to give my family access to my daughter well only only an order from the court um but you would need to have a family member 
joined in that application so that once you know god forbid it is bad news Sinead and, and let's keep everything crossed that it isn't um, that obviously they would be able to have contact um, you can certainly amend your will um, to nominate yes. somebody in there that you would um, rather be you know take responsibility for your daughter ultimately and i have to be completely honest with you um it will be the person with parental responsibility yeah. um that social and of course that that will be him but if you can yeah. get an order from the court in place prior to anything happening to you so at least yeah. she's got ongoing contact with that person um now the court would only consider that if if it was bad news and and that does sound yeah. a bit grim um they're not going <laughs> to consider that unless you know um, if it's good news, shall we say, but then they don't need yeah. to. Um, so I think at this stage, wait to see what the results are and then yeah. possibly come back. Or if you don't want to be public about it, Sinead, drop me an email um, okay. and you, you and I could maybe put a plan together about the best thing to do. All right. Okay. Let's do that. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Tracy. Speak to Thanks. you soon. Oh. Bye. Gary, you are next. What's your question? Hello. Um, I'm speaking on behalf of my daughter. Um, yeah. My daughter um, is from Belfast, the Matic Eye of Massex. Um, after a short, short time, she became pregnant uh, and moved to Essex um, to give relationship a start, uh, a, a go. Um, shortly after the child's um, birth, um, she ended up in a being coercively controlled and physically and domestically and sexually abused. God. After the child's first birthday, um, she contacted Essex Police and asked them was she doing anything wrong by taking her son and moving back to Belfast. Um, Essex Police said she wasn't doing anything wrong. She moved back to Northern Ireland and was living here for 13 months. The father applied for custody yeah. um, of his son uh that were one hundred percent behind my daughter the whole way through the case yeah. until the day of the court where they were double booked. Uh Kat officer was in another um courtroom. Um she was asked to come leave that courtroom and come in via Zoom and she had ten minutes to read like three thousand pages of evidence and sort of went one eighty and to say to say that the child should stay with the father oh, um, and yeah, my daughter had to return the child to to her ex-partner. Yeah. Go on, keep going Gary. Um, so she applied, um, appealed, appealed the decision and she received a five-year barn order and ordered to pay the father's court fees. Um, oh she God. gets to see her son every second weekend. Yeah. She's had to travel from Belfast to Essex um, every second weekend. Um, and it costs upwards of £2,000 a month. Um, and we just want to know how can we appeal this with the barn order well, to get her son back to Belfast? I'm going to be honest, Gary. That's that's just the worst result. I mean, I'm you know obviously there was a lot more to it because the first thing that makes me raise an eyebrow is the costs. We never ever get costs in children's cases. 
So the fact that the court felt it appropriate for your daughter to pay his costs in a child arrangements order um, is yeah. really surprising. So I think yeah. I think there's there's probably a lot more legal stuff there that that you know you you may not be you know you haven't got time to tell me or perhaps you can't tell me because it's confidential. Um, yeah. The barring order is going to make life really difficult, really difficult. Yeah. Um, when was the order made, Gary? Was it recently? Um, would have been um, just over a year ago. Okay, so it, it again, it's too soon. I would not be suggesting that she go back to court just yet. Um, I, I, th I think it's too soon. The court wouldn't have made that decision lightly. Did she have any legal representation at all? Yeah, she had um, legal aid, um, but the, the barrister that she had was always changing. She never had the same barrister yeah. throughout the, the, the trial. There was always somebody new. Yeah. Um, so they never, they never really knew what they were talking about because they weren't familiar with the case. Yeah. And again, without revealing too much to me, did she have any sort of mental health issue or anything like that? Um, just due to the uh, coercive control, she suffered um, sort of baby blues after the child was born. But he, he didn't he didn't make things any any easier. But, um, but he alienated her from from our family back in Belfast. Um, but nothing, but Gary. That she, she fed a fifty-two page detailed um, statement to the police of abuse allegations, and yeah. the police closed the case within a matter of weeks. And it was sort of he said, she said. Um, they have since come back after us fighting for nearly a year um, to say that um, it was it fell below police and standards, and the free opened the case in March um, this year, but. Still, nothing, nothing has been done. He still hasn't been questioned or interviewed. Mm. Um, it's 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 not it's not a good answer, Gary. And, and you know, and I've got to be completely honest with you that there yeah. isn't going to be too much that she can do. If I'm completely honest, because you've got that barring order, that's just going to make life so so difficult. Um, yeah. You know, without I if 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 I was going to suggest anything, I would tell your daughter to get herself a private barrister and I would be more than happy to recommend. Now, it won't be cheap because yeah. essentially what you want to do is to have a barrister who specialises in this area of law read all the papers, read everything yeah. that was presented at the final hearing um, to then give her an opinion as to what she should do. That's what I would be doing. Um, and, and as I say... Um, her son was born in England that that is where he must remain but Belfast is is part of the UK and it's it's in the free uh, common travel area um, that was one of the main reasons what the judge um, the judge said yeah but it, it, if, if he was born in the UK and the father's in the UK they're going to try and keep the status quo um, and keep him where he's there. I don't. I don't think it's it's down to that. If I'm honest with you, Gary, I yeah. think it's probably down to a lot of other factors. But yeah, I think what she needs before she does anything else is is a legal opinion. And you're 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 looking at between sort of fifteen hundred to two thousand pound to get that. But it'll be worth its weight in gold, because yeah. Yeah. if if the opinion is go for it, it will tell her exactly what she should be relying upon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, do you have a recommendation then for for? Absolutely, I, I can. I can certainly recommend some really good ones. Um, are you able to email me, Gary, and and just put that in an email, and then I'll reply to you rather than giving them yeah. out to you over the phone. Is that all right? Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Have you got my email address? You'll get it on Discord, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fabulous. That's all right. Good. Thanks, Gary. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah, apologies for the dogs, guys. They're having their mad five minutes and Poppy's joined in tonight, so they're literally charging around the living room. Olga, going to invite you up next. So I have a question which might not sound as serious as some other ones. Yeah. But um, I've got six, almost six-year-old daughter um, that my ex-partner took away uh, with my permission a few months ago uh, for 60 nights, which she struggled a little bit. She, she was rigging me crying and she wants to come back. Uh, he told me a few days ago that he wants to take her away for 25 nights uh, over summer, which my daughter is absolutely devastated about because she doesn't want to go. Yeah. Uh, he told me that he still is going to take her, uh, no matter if I like it or not. Uh, I was wondering if there's any suggestion you would, that anything I could do to actually stop him doing it. Yeah, so you would you would get your prohibited steps order, Olga. So you would complete the C100 form and get the prohibited steps order. Um, and that would stop him from removing the child from your care without your permission. Um, and then you'd both start to work towards getting another um, child arrangements order that would then identify and set out a framework of contact for the holiday time. Yeah, would that be, have to be done through the court? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. All right. It would be. Like, it is a hard one because obviously I'm not stopping him. It's, it's, it's her that doesn't want to go with him. But yeah, that's fine. But, but Olga, if he's threatening to just take her regardless and take her away for the best part of a month, I think that you, you know, and you know that she doesn't want to go, make your application for the PSO, the Prohibited Steps Order. Yes, oh, thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Thanks, Olga. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jail Harrower, let me come back to you because you waited there and then you were thrown off. Can you hear me? I can, yes. How can I help? Brilliant. So um, my daughter, she's three, um, her biological dad hasn't been involved since she was five weeks old. Yeah. And I'm with my current partner who's been involved with her since she was five months old. Yeah. Um, and so she's kind of grown up with calling him daddy. It was never forced onto him or forced for her to call him daddy or anything. Um, and we're looking at, we're wanting to go on a family holiday. I have kids with him, uh, my new partner. Um, uh, we're looking at wanting to go on holiday um, but obviously I don't know I haven't had any contact with her biological dad since she was five weeks old and um, I couldn't tell you where he is or how I would get hold of him yeah but trying to get her passport and get her away on holiday without having to get hold of him because even my family they can't get hold of him it's physically impossible as well as his family yeah so I'm just wondering like how do I go about doing that? Um, because we've tried um, family mediation, um, which um, I had to pay a cost up front. And I did get legal aid as well, um, but he refused at one point and then they were just gonna go and try again, but then COVID happened and then it kind of nothing going forward happened. So Jay, um, is, there a, is there a court order in place at the moment, Jay? 
no no okay so if you were to so if you were to take her on holiday then you're not in breach of anything um i mean with regard to getting a passport check with the passport office because i don't think you need two parents to sign that um i know of lots of i know of lots of parents that have applied for a passport because like you they don't know where dad is um and i'm pretty sure that worried about taking her away on holiday and then being stuck because I don't have his permission to take her away on holiday. So I think the, it depends on the country that you're going to, um, is the answer to that. So I think not, not ever, I mean, certainly Europe and America won't stop you when you arrive at passport control and say, where's the father or where's the letter? There are, there are certain countries that will ask you, but generally what I would say to that is check the country that you, where, of where you're going to. Um, and, would, and it, would it matter that she has his last name? No. And that he no. Is the best? No, it no, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Name, and because he's on the birth certificate, that that would stop me, and I would have to go to court for that. Yeah. No, no, no. That that won't matter at all. But as I say, Brilliant. get get the passport first. I think you'll be okay there. Um, yeah. And then go from there with regard to the holidays. Brilliant. And um, because on the thing, on the, when you do the application for the passport, it does have a section for the second parent. Do I have to attach anything to her passport to say that I don't know where he is? I would. Anything? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. That is All amazing. right. That is what I was hoping for. Okay. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Okay, bye. Poppy, stop it. The dogs are going crazy. Poppy. Um, Joe, you are up next. Hey, Joe. No, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Sorry, we're having a dog incident at the moment. <laughs> oh, no. Um, They've just gone mad. I can hear you very well, but I think well, basically my, me and my husband have um, divorced. We're split up in 2017, and then we got divorced in 2019. We've got two children together, and there was kind of a long uh, court process where, because of... DV, I didn't allow contact, and then he took me to court, and then we kind of went for a, a fact-finding hearing, and then he was allowed supervised contact for about a year, and then moved on to unsupervised, um, and then things went pear-shaped in one weekend where he had the children, and there was some violence towards one of the ch- the children. Yeah, the school made a social service referral. Um, and I was advised to stop contact yeah. and um, go back to court to have the order changed, which I did. Yeah. And then in that um, last hearing, obviously I was asked what I wanted to do and I said I wanted to go back to, you know, at least supervise. And then when he was asked what he wanted to do by the judge, he just said, he kind of put it all on me with his narcissistic behaviour, said that because he's now got two other children, said that he wasn't going to pursue any contact and he was just going to leave it as that until the children were older. So the last order we have is that he chose to have no contact. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, because technically he's still got PR, is that right? If he's named on the birth certificate or there's a court order, yeah. He's just got... Because the school has now approached me recently and said, well, you know, because he's... Although he chose not to have contact, the the latest court order doesn't say he's not allowed to. So because he's got PI, if he was to turn up at the school or something like that, then he would still be able to... Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, obviously, to protect the children, because this was his decision, technically. No one said he shouldn't have. He's just basically washed his hands off them and said, 
I don't want any contact, and that's what the latest court order says. So, Joe, is your is your concern that he's just going to arrive at the school and take the children? Well, because he's got the because obviously he chose not to a few years ago. But but, it, but is that your but is that your concern now? Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fine. So, yeah, so all you do is you, if you think that's a real concern, then you would apply to the court for a prohibited steps order, PSO, using the C100 form, and that would make it very clear that he couldn't take the children outside of anything that was ordered or your permission. Right, and that's the same for if he was to change his mind and just say, I want to come and pick them up or I want to start seeing them again. That would be the same. What do you mean if he was to change his mind? I don't understand the question there, sorry. So if he was to just now suddenly change his mind and wanting access again, he would, would he have to take me to court or could he just say... No, no, if you're, if you're in agreement, because the, the PSO would say that he couldn't take the children from the school without a court order or without your permission. So then right. if he turns up and wants to have contact with the children and you give permission, then that's fine. He's not in breach of the PSO. But at least right. you've got that protection in place that he can't just take them as he wants to. Um, that's what I'm worried. I don't want him to just go in yeah. suddenly. Because the latest court order, he said that until the children are older, and the judge made very clear to him that it's going to be very difficult because yeah. if he chose not to. Yeah. But yeah, I just didn't know how to, just felt a bit stuck. Yeah, so the PSO is what you need, Joe. okay? PSO, that's yeah. great. Thank you so All much. All right, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. Um, Nick, uh, Nick84, want to know my eyeshadow. It is uh, Charlotte Tilbury, and it's Uptown Girl. So I hope that helps, Nick. Um Next question, Bella. Our mum was going through a divorce. Yeah. Ex-partner. She sadly died before the divorce got through. Oh, yeah. Um, we're dealing with her estate now. We've made offers to him regarding the house to buy him out of the house. He hasn't really complied with any solicitor's letters. He's, he hasn't written anything back to us apart from a one-liner saying he wasn't accepting. Uh, we've received another letter there the other day saying he wants A, B and C, 100,000. We Obviously, we haven't got that. So we've sent back our, old, our last uh, offer. And he's, he's going to make a claim maybe to go to court if he doesn't accept this off of what we've sent now. Yeah. Uh, against, against our mum's will. Yeah. We want to know what, what, the, what the probability of is of him being able to do that. Yeah. They weren't, really, they weren't together. Yeah, they were still married, Bella. The first thing I'm going to say, first of all, is that this isn't my area. So this definitely falls into the probate law area. And, of yeah. course, my area's family. But what I can tell you, I've got a little bit of knowledge, not a lot, and I don't, I don't profess to be an expert at all. But what I can tell you is that because they were still married at the time of her death, if nothing was yeah. signed and they were still legally man and wife, then her estate will go to him. Now, that doesn't mean that the children can't contest it. Of course you can. But your question, I think, of me is, what are your prospects of success? And that's where I become unstuck. So oh, that's where you'd need to go and speak to a probate solicitor, most definitely. But by the sounds of it, you've already got one because the solicitor's yeah, we, writing to we him. Have, we've got a will as well, which obviously doesn't mention him because they were going through the divorce. Yeah, yeah. So... Look, You've, you, you've got good grounds. What, what would normally happen if we were sorting it out through the family court and obviously your mum was still alive, we'd be starting with a 50-50 split. So it depends yeah. what the probate court are going to do. What they, what they might say is, look, if it was mum's intention to divorce him, then they might do a 50-50 split of the assets and give you kids 50 and then give him the other 50. But of course, yeah. that's, ju that's just the starting point, Bella. Um, your probate solicitor will advise you 
better than I can. Yeah, and we've got like a degree of trust as well in the house when they first got together. You know, it's so much is protected from when uh, I was here obviously on our own. Yeah, a deed of trust. Yeah. Yeah, we've got that as well. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that, come to you. Yeah, yeah, no, fair us. enough. Yeah, I mean that deed of trust is going to help um, because yeah. that's something else that's making mum's wishes very clear about what was yeah. to happen in the event that you know they either separated or obviously she passed away. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're a star. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Sweetheart. Thanks, Bella. Bye bye. Sophia, you're up next. What's your question? In 2018, I was pregnant and my ex-husband was having an affair. Um, it was quite an abusive marriage, like emotional, mentally, like psychological. Um, and then he just left me. He didn't want anything to do with me. Um, in my child, actually. And then in that time, would send me like, like harassing emails, um, you know, stand outside my house or with his, like park outside my house with his friends, um, just do really like disturbing things. I had like, extreme anxiety. I was in therapy. Um, so yeah, now it's three years later. He's only ever met my son once. Um, I'm married. I have another baby. Um, my son calls um, my current husband dad. I mean, since he was about eighteen months. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now he's taken us to court. Um. I've got a call with Kafkas tomorrow, and I just I don't know what sort of things that I need to cover because I do, it's not about me, it's about my son and I yeah. do fear for his safety. Like, even now talking about it, I'm like trembling, but I do fear like for his like, his well-being, you know? Like, yeah. I, I used to be so confident, I used to be so strong and this person being in my life really knocked him down and I'm scared that this, if he gets some kind of access that it will do the same to my son, who's he's such a happy, chill yeah. little boy who's in a healthy family unit, you know. I think what you've got to do, Sophia, is you've got to tell Kafkas that. You're going to have to, unfortunately, kind of live through that trauma again and, and let them know um, exactly what it is or what happened during the relationship and how you feel that would impact your son. Be really careful because where we have domestic abuse, and I say this to all of you that are listening, where we have domestic abuse between um, husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend and there are children involved sometimes by separating the parties um, then that the, it doesn't necessarily mean that even though there was domestic violence in the relationship that once the parties separate that the child will, will be hurt okay so what you need to convey is that whilst you were victim to abuse during the relationship if it was um, mental abuse that those characteristics still exist in your ex and that's your concerns do you know what i mean some people just jump straight in with the domestic abuse or the sexual abuse or the financial control or whatever and of course what the court then take from that is well that happened to you that do doesn't necessarily mean that there are welfare concerns with the child so just be really clear to spell out that actually part of the abuse was mental um, those characteristics still exist as far as you're aware in, in your ex and of course yeah. they will still exist unless he's had some sort of counselling or unless there's been some you know concerted effort by him to try to remedy that behaviour and that's where the concern lies so you you tell Kafkas but you make sure that you you know put it in the best best light really okay yeah because I think that's what worries me like I don't want to come across like 
I'm just there to to bash him because it's yeah. not about him. It's not about that. No, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, but it's important for them to know what happened historically. So don't rule that out. That's not what I'm saying. Um, so let them know. Give them, you know, a, an idea. Paint a picture of what happened. But thereafter, it has to be about the concerns about your son. Okay. And, and you know the fact that he hasn't had a relationship with him, he doesn't even know who he is. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, I'm trying to give myself a timeline that, like, how long will this take from this point? Like, if, that, I, got, if it, I got a letter um, like in October to say that we're going to take you to court, yeah. And that he's going to take me to court, um, and then I've got my call with Cathcast this week. Yeah. Like, what, what am I. Like what, what am I supposed to expect from in the years to come? Like it just makes, well, it makes me really anxious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, if if the if the application is with the court now because Kafkas are involved, then mm-hmm. the um, end result will be a child arrangements order. So you're going to have a child arrangements order at some point, um, and that's going to either allow contact or not allow contact. And because there has been such a gap in contact, it might be that actually, um, you know, it, it's it, there's a staggered start to contact so that we can reintroduce the child slowly. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you so much. Okay, all right. Thanks, Sophia. Bye-bye. It can be really... um, It's really difficult, isn't it, when when a parent has been absent for such a long time and there are welfare concerns and all of a sudden they come back in and they start throwing the fact that they've got parental responsibility about and making applications to the court. Don't automatically assume, and I say this all the time, never assume that because someone's made an application to the court, they're going to win. That's not what it means. It just means that they're asking the court for an order. Doesn't mean they're going to get it, okay? Um, and and I, 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 want, I can't stress that enough because when you go into litigation, you really do have to be strong mentally. You know, physically, you might not need to be, but mentally, you really do have to be, uh, you know, at, the, at your best game, especially if you are representing yourselves, okay? Dana, you are up next. So part of the situation is what Sophia was just talking about, um, which has been happening. But um, basically, I had to get involved with children's services because of my ex-partner um, yeah. not doing very safe things to my son whilst we were together. Unfortunately, after separation, he was spoken and harassing me. Um, therefore, pol- police got involved and policing both children's services. And um, now he wants to go to court, obviously, to see our son, um, which I was, and CS was suggesting a supervised visit. Yeah. Um, which is, he is not happy with it, and he wants to take him and take him overnight. He's only, he's only eight months old, I'm still breastfeeding him. Yeah. And um, I was just wondering what, um, what are my my thoughts to to actually be able to not let him take our son on his own? I'm just very concerned um, because he's obviously really little and he couldn't even tell me if anything if anything happened to him. I mean, there were certain issues. He um, he almost suffocated him by um, accident. He covered him too much in his sleep, and he was just a few weeks old, and he didn't see an issue with this and other situation situations happened like that and I'm just very concerned that um, perhaps the court wouldn't see um, the importance of 
Dana, all you can do is let the court know of your concerns. Obviously, the child is very young. You're still feeding the child yourself. So that will definitely be taken into account by the court if they're going to make any type of child arrangements order at all. I think um, you, you have to appreciate that the starting point um, under the Children's Act is that it's the child's right to have a relationship with, with both parents. So the reason I, I say that to you is that's how the court's going to view this application or any applications made by dad, all right? Doesn't mean that dad will be successful with his application, but I just want you to sort of get into the court's mindset. That's where they're coming at this from. So if, if they are coming into court with that sort of position, it's up to you then to sort of say to the court, look, I will support my child having a relationship with the father. However, I need the court to be aware of these concerns. I need the court to be aware of how obviously um, how young the child is and the fact that I'm still breastfeeding the child. So all of that will be really important in the court's decision making. Um, do you know, can I, sorry, can I just ask if yeah. you know how, um, how much court is actually listening to CS? I know that it's going to go through Kafkas. To who? I'm just wondering. Listening to who? CS, did uh, you say? CS. Who are they? Um, children's services. Oh, yeah, absolutely they will. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and what you can say to the court is that children's services have been involved and it might assist the court if children's services could file the paperwork with regard to your son or your daughter. Um, and, you know, you'll get then permission from the court or a direction that children's services file any information they hold with regard to that child. And that's how you get that in. Sorry, do I need to contact um, Children's Services to get, get those documents? No, because you, you, you need permission first, get it in the order first, and then the court will decide either you will serve the order on Children's Services or the court will. Generally, it's one of the parties that will do it. It's the applicant that will do it. Uh, but you need to get the order first. That's because you need permission. You can't just file stuff with the court without the court's permission, okay? Okay, lovely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Dana. Bye-bye. Quick question on TikTok. Somebody said, in divorce, I think it was Tori asked me this question, in divorce, how are pensions sorted? Um, we, we, the, the law around pension story is really clear. We're looking at all contributions made during the lifetime of the marriage. If we've had a period of cohabitation before marriage, we will include that period of cohabitation. And we are looking to divide all those contributions made during the marriage equally upon divorce, okay? So we do try to ring fence any premarital contributions. That's the first thing I would say. But that's how we how we look at it, all right? Robin, you are up next. What's your question? So my ex filed a um, enforcement order application against me. Yeah. Um, uh, I accepted the, um, the breach. Um, on terms of COVID because we live a hundred miles away. Yeah. Um. So that was back in uh, twenty twenty. Um. So he filed, and we went to court in March. Um. And then contact started. Um. I filed for a variation. Um. On top of that, but he hasn't attended any court hearings face to face or by video. So the court had been writing to him um, multiple times saying, this is your last chance to appear, this is your last chance to appear, this is your last chance to appear. Um, And we've just been adjourning and 
whilst they say we've got to give dad a chance we've got to give dad a chance um because he's presented medical documents to say because of his anxiety he doesn't um he can't come to court um he was finally served with the last one when they said this is it if you do not attend this one we are going to throw out the enforcement order yeah application but we will hear the variations um the variation order because the variation is one that i've i applied for um and obviously i can present that but because he applied for the um enforcement order if he's not there they're not going to do it for him yeah so um so they've said that he has to turn up to this this future hearing in march yeah um he then refused to have contact so contact started last march um, I take my child 100 miles um, for contact. He spends three hours with dad and then we travel back. Um, <clears throat> or we stay overnight. Um, now he's refused contact because he's been, he said that if he is being forced to go to the um, final hearing, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't go, then it's going to be thrown out. Um, that he's basically saying that if he doesn't get the enforcement order, then he doesn't want to have contact because he thinks well, I'm just going to stop contact. And um, when I told him we're going to hear the variations, so either way, there's going to be a new order or a varied order at the end of it. Right. Um, and not stop contact between now and March because that's just going to affect us, our child. He's yeah, 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 yeah. So what's your question of me, Robin? So w- would it be worth me? knowing that he's not going to attend court applying for an enforcement order to get him to continue seeing him no no because you can't you can't force a parent to have contact if this guy doesn't want contact then i I would stop pushing okay that's the fact that he took me to court yeah uh, originally yeah and now contact started yes he's just stopped (laughs) and you know what because because he hasn't turned up i would go to court i would see it through to the end and i would say to the court look you know, can can I get um, a, a direction in the order that if father wants to make a further application, he's got to seek permission of the court? Because this happens time and time again, where you finish, you walk away, six months later, you get another application and you, you start the whole, you know, merry-go-round again. So go to court, go to the next one and just say to the court, look, I want the court to give me a direction um, that actually, if he wants to make a further application, he has to ask permission of the court, and then he can't just do it willy nilly. The process of having to go back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The guy, guy's wasting everyone's time, and more importantly, the court's time. You know, this is just there's yeah. so many people in need of court's time, and this guy couldn't be bothered to to turn up. And you are delivering the child to his door. I mean, for goodness' sake. No, I'd 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 leave it there, Robin. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't be pushing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Don't feel now. Thank good. You. Good. Good. You know, I'm always amazed. Um, there, there are always two types of parents. There's the parent that, you know, really wants the child to have a relationship with the other parent and they'll bend over backwards and the other parent doesn't want to know. And then you've got the parents that just do everything in their power to stop the child from having a relationship with the parent and and it never ceases to amaze me um, how there's always two extremes I suppose I see the two extremes all the time Uh, Missy sorry to keep you waiting I clicked the wrong button (laughs) what's what's up I've sent three since Monday I wondered why I haven't had a reply from Amy oh have you 
I will, I will indeed. Yeah, she's actually still here. She's still working. So I'll ask her, the minute I finish on Discord, I'll go into the office and I'll ask her. Um, I thought she was. I think she's dog sitting, isn't she? Yeah, I know. Thank God she was here because I'm here on my own this evening. I don't know what happened to them. They just went crazy charging around the living room. <laughs> They're all asleep now, so that's good. <laughs> no, but if you can ask her. I will, Missy. If she wants to ring, but yeah. I have sent three. Okay. I, I thought you'd have been quiet. Yeah, no, I will. I'll definitely ask her. Look, it might be that, you know, she, she just hasn't seen it because I know she's been snowed. We've been in court a lot this week. Um, but I know I did ask her about you this morning and I just said, what's the update there? Because I thought, you know, I won't say, but I thought we were, you know, moving on to the next stage. Yeah. And she just yeah. said, oh, Missy hasn't been very well because she spoke to you last week, didn't she, about your forms? And she just yes. said, yeah, that... Yeah. Yeah, it was just that day. I wasn't yeah. too good. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I was busy over the weekend, so I yeah. thought, right, Monday, bang, because I knew Monday was the day. Yeah, so fair I enough. I sent both, but I did cock up on them, but I, I resent something. Right. Uh, and updated, and um, I thought it was strange that she's been quiet. Yeah, no, she's been busy. But what I'll do is the minute I finish, I'll go in and I'll, I'll get her just to have a look at that and make sure we've got it. Can you just ask her email me if she's yeah. sorry or she has? Yeah, sure, will do. Yeah. You. All right. Thanks, Missy. Thanks. Thank okay, you. bye. I'm coming to take the dogs back. I'll tell you what, you can have them. They're driving me mad today. Baza, I'm going to come to you. Hopefully you get to the stage and stay there. Basically, I've spoken to you about this before. Yeah. Um, I was made... Uh, uh, allegations were made against me that I had sexually abused my son. Yeah. Um... Now, is there any laws on the fact that they've used my son's mental health to, because he's got ASD, um, to coerce this story out of him? Is there any like mental health laws or family laws that that state that this is against the law to to do to use a child's mental health to make allegations like this? The obvious answer to that buzzer is yes. However, I suspect that no laws have been broken. Depends depends who, who they are. But if they're a professional body, okay, all right. Well, yeah, that's... that. Baza, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, for this type of question, you really do need some, some advice. This isn't something that I'm going to suggest you discuss on a public forum because it's, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty sensitive, is, is the first thing I would say. But in order to answer your question properly, I would now start to ask a lot of other questions, which I don't want to do on this forum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. I yeah. do have one other question. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, my, uh, obviously, I found out he was not my son um, after uh, nine months after we'd already signed the birth certificate. Right. Mum has sat there and said that she has knowingly lied on the birth certificate. Now, I understand that comes under the Perjury Act 1911, Chapter 6, Geo 5. What is the chances of her going to prison for lying on illegal documentation? Because as far as she's concerned, because she's the mother of looking after a single um, child, she thinks that the courts are never going to punish her for continuously lying, one, on illegal documentation and continuously lying in S7 uh, reports and reports that she's doing to the courts. I think, I think the chances of her being given a prison sentence are slim. 
because if you know it's probably not going to happen Baza because that would be removing the mother from the child I think the remedy would be that the birth certificate will be amended and you know it Um, you'll be you'll be amazed how many birth certificates we are amending per year even just in my firm we're amending a lot what would that mean for me then and my son if if, that mean i would lose pr yeah they could instantly turn around and say i don't i can't see him again absolutely because you wouldn't have parental responsibility the flip side to that is that you would argue potentially you have a relationship with the child and that um, contact should be ongoing and the court can give you parental responsibility even though you're not the biological father would that be through special guardianship? No, that would just be through a child arrangements order. Okay, no, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, all um, right. Can I, obviously, the one, the first one we discussed, is yeah. it able to talk to you by email over it? Absolutely. Drop me an email, Baza, because that that's, might, might be a bit more appropriate for you, I'm thinking, just of you, okay? No, that's fine. I just thought that other viewers could potentially be going through the same thing. Yeah. So it might have given them a bit of information. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Baza. Bye. A quick question on TikTok. Somebody said if the birth certificate is amended and obviously Baza's removed from it, uh, will he lose parental responsibility? Yes, he will technically um, because he's not the biological father. However, that doesn't mean that he can't get parental responsibility um, because the court can give him that by way of a child arrangements order. Tom and Tammy, I'm going to come to you next. Pretty much my partner has a four on four off um, for a child arrangement order. Yeah. And now um, her, par- her ex-partner sorry, is now saying that we uh, we have alternative Christmas with my stepson. Yeah. Um, and that's not in the child arrangement order. But now he's saying that we can't have him this Christmas unless we change the child arrangement order to adjust it by two days. Now, we don't want to do that because we have um, things in place with both our works and stuff. So he's, my two parts of my question, if we keep him for Christmas, are we in violation of the trial arrangement order? And second, what's the likelihood of him going to court? He has put in a C100 of him being able to change it because we don't see it fair as him having to change it when we also, like his work isn't more important than our work. No, absolutely. I mean, if if you are going outside of the court order, as long as both parents are in agreement to that, then you're not in breach of the order. That's the first thing I would say. Um, If you're not in agreement to the order being changed, well, then the other person has to take you to court to have it changed. And of course, as you rightly say, the court's not going to give their job or their work um, preference over yours. Yeah, this, this is what we're thinking, because he's now saying that we need to check, because this will happen every year. Cause he, so my partner has done the form for off to suit his work rota. Yeah. And now she has changed jobs, and we've never, it's been two years since his child arrangement was been in place, and we've never changed it. But he's now saying he every year it has to change by two days, and we've just said, no, you have to adjust like we do. Yeah. And so he's taking us to court, so that's fine. just hoping that the courts won't side with him. No, I, I no, I think that's fine. And you know, I think the courts you, you want to raise the fact that this is such a small issue, does it really require court time? I'd be raising yeah, that. That's what we're thinking as well. It's just a waste of time. And so yeah. we were thinking we need to, when we obviously do are up in court, would it be worth us trying to say that we can possibly offer her son a more stable time if he can't offer it all the time or would that not be the case 
be be subtle in how you drop that in because that sounds to me like a variation of the order without actually making an application. By all means, mention yeah. it, but be really subtle, okay? Okay, yeah. See where that goes. All right. And, and so with, with Christmas then, because we with the four and four off, we have him until Christmas morning. He's due to go back that day Christmas morning. Yeah. And obviously is he, and then it's due his time to have him. Yeah. But if obviously if it is our turn to have him for Christmas, so if we do keep him... Yeah. For Christmas Day, nothing. What would what well, would happen with that if he's not in agreement with that? It well, nothing would happen. It would just be dealt with when you get back to court. You, you, you've okay. both you've both got a different interpretation of the order, a different understanding of what contact is. So it's it's technically it may not be seen as a breach, but it, it it'll be fine. If you, you, the court will sort it out with you in the new year or whenever you get there. Okay. Yeah. No, All right. Yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. That's great. Thanks very much. Someone on TikTok said that if they were here, they would offer to make me a cup of tea. That would be lovely. Thank you very much for that offer. Could do with a cup of tea right now. Brie, what's your question? My eldest son is about to turn 16. Yeah. Um, now, when he was four, his biological father left the country. Yeah. Um, he's gone from the UK to America. He pretty much, he gave up any contact. <clears throat> Um, we used to try Skype and things, and he just stopped calling, stopped meeting the arranged times and stuff. And yeah. we didn't push it. Um, I thought there was no point trying to push him to, to have that contact. Um, my uh, my son's called my ex-husband, this gets complicated, um, dad, since he was about six, because um, we, we had a, a baby together. And he said, because he hadn't had any contact with his dad for two years, he asked if he could call him dad. Now, my ex-husband's brought him up as his own. Um, we've kept channels open with his biological father. Nothing's... I mean, I don't even know where he is anymore in the in the US. Um, and my ex-husband has expressed on multiple occasions that he wants to adopt him. Um, I would love this to happen. My son, I know, would love it to happen. Yeah. He hates the fact that he's regularly reminded by teachers and things that it's not his real dad. Yeah. Um, but with no contact or way of contacting his, his, his biological father, I don't know how he would go about this or if it's even possible for him. Okay, so your question of me, Brie... Yeah, so your question essentially is how do we start adoption proceedings if you don't know where dad is? Um, yeah. The first step is to reach out to social services because they will do an assessment of the family and you've got mm -hmm. to get them on board first, okay? So you need their support, really, um, because any application for adoption that's made to the court, the first thing the court will do is reach out to social services and get their um, view on that. So just, okay. you know, have all your ducks in a line by going to social services first and say, look, we would like to do this. Now, social services are going to want you to be sure to have served dad so if you don't know where he is the first thing you've got to do is try and exhaust every avenue so social media places that you know he used to frequent like the pubs or whatever um places he used to work family and friends you've got to show the court look we've tried everything we can to be able to find him and we can't what the court okay. can then do as long as he's still in the uk 
is you would then make what we call a disclosure order, sorry, an application for disclosure order. And what that means is that the court will then contact the DWP with your ex's name and date of birth, and they may be able to find an address for him that way. They will then serve, the court won't give you the address, but they will certainly serve him with the adoption application. And that's all he'll be needed for, really. So long as the court are satisfied that he has received a copy of that application um, and that he has an opportunity to either object to it or defend it, um, and and if he doesn't, then the adoption could well go through, okay? But your first step, above all else, before you even try and find dad, is get social services out to do an assessment. That may take a long time because obviously they're busy. And the reason I say it's your first step is because if social services turn around and say, absolutely not, we're not in support of it, well, then that's it, it's game over. Because sometimes they might say, you have to be in a relationship or the child's got to be living with that person for three years or four years or whatever it might be. So you might just be, it might not be ready yet. Do you know what I mean? So that's your first step. Okay. All right. Hope that's helped, Brie. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Somebody's asked, can we listen to the lives again? Absolutely, you can. Patrick puts these onto my podcast, which is on Spotify, um, and you can listen to them. Um, uh, He puts them all on there. So they're all there available for you to listen to if you want to. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up, guys, um, because I need to go. Um, So thank you, everyone, for joining me in the lounge on Discord. We're back here again on Monday at five o'clock. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up um, in the lounge. I didn't get to you. Take care, everyone. I hope that those answers helped for those of you that asked and for those of you that are listening. And I will be back again for more questions on family law next Monday at 5 p.m. All right. Until then, take care. Bye bye.